Have you ever wondered what it's like to sit in on a magazine editorial meeting? Well, this is your chance. You're listening to Salt Lake Speaks, a monthly podcast where our editors, writers, and staff dig deeper into stories, chat with newsmakers, and talk amongst ourselves about arts, culture, food, music, politics, or whatever else might strike our fancy. After all, we are Utah's biggest fans. Hello and welcome to Salt Lake Speaks, Salt Lake Magazine's own podcast. You can find this and other episodes at saltlakemagazine.com slash podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by the shops at Southtown. Visit the shops at Southtown this holiday season and experience Christmas in the wizarding world. This exciting addition to the center will be the highlight of the year for all those Harry Potter fans and families. Christmas in the wizarding world will redefine traditional shopping center holiday offerings by creating an immersive holiday experience inspired by one of the most beloved brands of all time, Harry Potter. We've recreated the magical setting of Hogsmeade Village and will bring it to the fans and families of Utah who will be the first to experience this innovative retail environment. For more information, visit shopsatsouthtown.com. I'm your host, Ashley Zanter, Associate Editor of Salt Lake Magazine. Today I have Jen Rubin, owner of Salt Lake Power Yoga with us. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background just to kick off the conversation. Sure. So I have been a Utah native for oh, let's just say 30 plus years. And I got into yoga about 10 years ago when we had moved briefly to Pittsburgh, fell in love with the practice, moved back to Salt Lake in 2011, opened the studio in 2012, um, and have really created a community in the downtown area with a power yoga influence that um, wasn't there before. And we've been really fortunate with the reception and um, all of the people in Salt Lake that are loving their yoga practice. So is there a difference between regular yoga and power yoga? Yes, it's, <laughs> so if you I'm think about, so. right, and so so was I. Like okay. when I first started practicing, I was doing a lot of research, like what am I, what am I doing? What, what is that pose called? What is this style? Because I had no idea. It's kind of like if you go and order pizza, you're eating pizza, but there are 25 different varieties. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, the, same, um, the same variance within yoga. And what we do at Salt Lake Power Yoga primarily is focus on, um, it's a heated power practice. So it's more of a physical, um, more of a physical practice. So the people that wanna get their exercise in can check that box. And then it has the spiritual and the mindfulness component as well, but you usually tap into that through the physical, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay, so it's like a transcendent type of workout. It is. Okay. It is. People, and people, when you talk about yoga with individuals that aren't practicing, like my family doesn't practice, and they all have this preconceived notion of, you know, these white draping gowns and people <laughs> chanting and, and it's kind of weird to them. Okay. Um, so we've tried to really just make it a fun environment, an accessible practice that appeals to the masses. Okay, so we'll get to exactly how you can help people in, in this, this particular season, but it's officially November. 
So everybody is formally thinking about the holidays. We've jumped over the Halloween hurdle so we can start thinking about Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of this. But it's also a time when people tend to get really stressed out and they develop these anxieties about preparing for family and friends to arrive, cleaning the house, preparing food, just emotionally bracing yourself to have a house full of people. Do you ever experience this kind of stress? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, you know, I find myself before any time of gathering at the house, I used to find myself, I should say, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, and it's reminiscent of how a bride's happiest day should be her wedding, mm -hmm. but that's that's really not what happens. Like the, the bride is so stressed out, she doesn't get to enjoy herself throughout the holidays. And I've definitely found myself in that position while preparing for holiday events or um, there are a lot of birthdays in my family. So it's birthdays and holidays and Thanksgiving and then Christmas and New Year's and um, it's a lot to take on. Yeah, and it seems to me that the bigger your family is, the more stress that comes with it. And living in a place like Utah, people have huge families here. Sure. So there's a lot of extra stress that comes into it. I have a very small family, and, but I still remember my mother freaking out when we would just have like grandparents coming sure. over. She would just obsess about how clean everything was, everything had to get dusted, stuff she never normally did. Right, right. <laughs> and so. I, very similar, very similar. If my, if my mother listens to this, she will like shake her finger at me. <laughs> but we knew as small children when mom was running around the house like in a mad rush with a dusting rag we're like who's who's coming like <laughs> is is aunt you know our aunt and uncle's coming like who's coming over because you're in this stressed out mode mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give to people who want to kind of manage are there management techniques that you would give people how do we even begin to manage the holiday stress so I think that as women we have a tendency to take a lot on. And we make it more difficult than it needs to be because our concern is for everything to be perfect for everyone that's in attendance. Mm -hmm. And I think the reality is that the little details that cause a lot of the stress aren't important. So instead of, um, you know, I would, I would, suggest a couple of things. So enrolling your family members for help mm -hmm. before it gets to a stressful state, right? Enrolling your children. Yeah. Make sure people help you. Yeah, <laughs> asking your husband for help, right? <laughs> I don't recall my father ever being stressed out around the holidays because he just showed up when the party started and you know, everything was fine. And then, you know, my, my mom or my um, grandmother, you know, running around taking care of things, um, but it's not, it's not the way it has to be, especially in today's world where most families have two parents that are working full time. The party planning and the stress and the cleaning, like I would say ask for help well in advance. Okay. You know, get your kids involved, um, make it fun for them in whatever way that looks mm -hmm. like uh, so that at the time of the event or the time of the the dinner or whatnot cleaning is off of your list mm -hmm. you know um, I have switched the way that I do a lot of things um, at my home for entertaining because I've realized it's much easier and people don't mind so in addition to getting help at home instead of hosting a Thanksgiving dinner where I'm cooking for 10 hours and I'm just exhausted by the time dinner time rolls around 
make it a potluck. Like ask your guests to bring their favorite dish that they want to share because people honestly, they don't mind. They actually enjoy it and it adds another element to your dinner parties that um, not only takes stress away from you, but it allows other people to feel like they're contributing in a different way. Well, and that would seem especially helpful in Utah where uh, I'm not from here, and so it, when I look at a lot of these larger families, that, that seems to come with a lot of traditions, which a lot of times revolve around food. So right. a lot of times people might want to right. you know, have that as a part of their experience yeah. and share it with other people. Right. And then you know, also in, in larger families, you have all of those family members that have special dietary needs, which adds another layer of stress on, okay, I have to cook this oh, yeah. way for so-and-so. I can't use gluten for mm -hmm. you know this person. I've got to do this. And so- v Vegan, vegetarian. Right, which means you're making the turkey and the tofurkey and the <laughs> stuffing, but the stuffing without the gluten. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it adds just, and, and we just take it on, mm -hmm. right? So I have found that asking people, you know, my um, business partner is um, vegan. I am not. Like, I have no idea how to cook vegan stuff. So when we host events, and I know that he's going to be there, he and his partner bring food that he'll enjoy. And okay. then it, you know, it lessens the stress for me, and he they also, know they can eat. yeah. So I've, I've found that asking for help, I don't know why it's so hard, but when you, when you start doing it, mm -hmm. people will step up. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I totally believe that. Yeah. That makes complete sense. One thing floating around the internet about stress management, and you mentioned this actually at the beginning of the podcast, is mindfulness, mm -hmm. right? Sort of being present in the moment instead of stressing about what's mm -hmm. coming or what's going to happen next. Do you believe this can be a helpful tool when managing competing stressors, especially around the holidays when you're worried about the prep, your family, the work that you have to do because your job doesn't just stop for two months? Sure, sure. So mindfulness for me, you know, it's, it's being present to what's important in the moment. And I feel like a lot of us have grown up from a very young age, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What, what is it that, what college are you going to go to? What career are you going to have? And you're so concerned with looking around the corner. And in the holidays, it's the same thing on a smaller scale. You're so concerned with making Christmas morning this magical, spectacular event that you miss everything leading up to it. Mm -hmm. and how many times, like I've experienced this with uh, my niece and nephew where, you know, we go overboard with the shopping and the wrapping and the presentation and it takes hours to put everything together and then Christmas morning rolls around and they've lost interest after the first 10 minutes of opening presents. They want to play with the first thing they opened or they're playing around in the boxes or the packaging that it comes in. So all of that stress, again, it's, it's being present to what is important at the moment. And is it really important to have a pile full of presents underneath the tree on Christmas morning? Or can you find that kind of happiness and contentment through the process, creating memories with your family as opposed to looking at the big thing at the end of the tunnel? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense to me. How does uh, mindfulness play into your yoga practice? How do you incorporate that in? Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is a huge component of it. Um, it's about shutting down the constant chattering in your brain, because we all have it, mm -hmm. right? And I'm very um, 
I feel like my brain never shuts off and I feel like there are a lot of people that can relate to that where you're in a yoga practice and you're thinking about what am I going to pick up for dinner what's going on you know do I have this taken care of don't forget to call this person back and finding a practice whether it's through meditation or just closing your eyes before you turn on your cell phone in the morning and take deep deep breaths like even doing that taking two minutes or five minutes before your day gets started and just ground down into your breath and try to just if you have to have something going on in your head count the seconds of your inhales and your exhales and let everything else just kind of flow out because it's when when you can focus on your breath work and in breathing and not be so I think um, distracted by the chatter in your head you're really able to set yourself up for um, a calm it's like the calm before the storm mm -hmm. <laughs> you're able to ground yourself and to be like okay I've got this mm -hmm. instead of starting the day off with you know running around like a ping-pong ball trying to get everything taken care of I hear a lot from people who are just encountering mindfulness and breathing practices and things that when they start doing them they kind of feel silly mm -hmm. you know just sitting there breathing trying not to think because when you're trying not to think about not thinking you start to overthink you know of course do. <laughs> am I doing this right how do I meditate what's what's going on what is everybody else doing are his eyes closed it's um, I mean I own a very successful business downtown where people are paying us to tell them to breathe to be <laughs> present and to stretch their bodies right like it's it's so needed in our culture and and while it's funny it is it is so true like mm -hmm. there aren't very many people that will do this on their own mm -hmm. like I can you know I can tell you practices and I could give you um, apps on your phone that you can download for meditation and for mindfulness but for a lot of people finding a community where other people are doing the same thing um, it's just it's just easier what are some of the apps the meditation apps? Um, I have I've got several on my phone. Um, Sorry, one, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, here. no, 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 it's fine. So I've got, um, so there's Calm. There's um, a good one for beginners called Simply Being that leads, um, I think the, the shortest meditation is five minutes and it's a lead meditation and it's great just to kind of calm down. There's another app that I like to use at night and it's called P-Ziz, so it's P-Z-I-Z-Z that gives you um, meditative techniques to use before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've found personally that if you can find time either at the beginning of your day before everything gets away um, or right before you go to bed, um, it's, it's easier than to try and cram it in somewhere in the middle, like in your lunch break or on your way to work. Yeah. Or Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But if you start to feel yourself getting overwhelmed in the middle of the day, mm -hmm. there's those little short ones, the five-minute ones. You oh, could probably yeah. just do it at desk. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Just pop in some earbuds, and and it's. I have found that the lead practices are easier, mm -hmm. um, especially when you're starting off, because okay. then you don't have that track in your mind. Am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. Am I'm. What am I supposed to be thinking about? Like, because somebody's talking to you, so then you're listening to them talk, and then there are some silences and then perhaps your brain goes crazy again, but then they start speaking again, so it's easier to 
kind of stay grounded. Yeah. If people want to take a step past mindfulness and actually give yoga a try, especially first timers or people who just may not have ever been introduced to it, uh, what advice would you give them so they could use it to the best of their advantage, especially now? For, um, for beginners, a yoga studio is very intimidating. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to create a community that was like, um, did you ever see the, the show Cheers? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's, in a previous life, we owned a bar, and mm -hmm. I wanted to recreate that feeling of, like, everybody knows your name when you walk in the door. Mm -hmm. And the style of yoga is accessible. So as long as you know where your feet are and your left hand from your right hand, come into the studio. Like, it's, um, it's very accessible. Drag one of your friends mm -hmm. or your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend um, and just give it a try because if you can't fill yourself up first, especially in these holiday season, like you are going to show up in every other aspect of your life in a less than way. Mm -hmm. Because if you're depleted, everything else is going to, to reflect that, right? Your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your friends, everything shifts when you're able to put some focus and attention on yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I think that that women and men, but women especially, have a really hard time doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, they are taking care of everything under the sun and they put themselves last. So try and flip that, you know, for the last two months of the year and find a space in your schedule, whether it's yoga at the studio or finding a podcast at home and create some time in your schedule that's non-movable, mm -hmm. right? We all have those scheduled appointments on a weekly basis or, or a bi-weekly basis that are non-movable. Mm -hmm. Try finding a daily practice for yourself where you are not willing to give up that time. I think that's really good advice. I think especially it's always very interesting to me that for the holiday seasons it's all about giving and giving and giving and then right when we hit New Year's it's all about self-care. Like right. we spent so long not caring about ourselves that January rolls around and they're like refocus it. Right, right. <laughs> go to the gym. Yeah, go to the gym. Start drinking smoothies <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> right. Here's a supplement for right. you to try. Right. <laughs> so maybe we start doing that now in November mm -hmm. and then when January comes along it's we're like well ahead of not the so rest jarring. Of the, yeah. It's always so jarring to me when you go from that, you know, eating all the food in the world, not oh, caring about yourself right. to, to, you know, eat better, work out more, get up early, right. go to bed early. You're just it's overnight too, especially yeah. with the with T V and radio and all of it. Oh yeah. It's immediate. It's yes. always, always so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Hopefully we gave our listeners some excellent tips. I know I'm going to start taking some of them, especially the mindfulness ones. I need to chill out once in a while. <laughs> yeah, we all do, right? And the mindfulness is so much better for you than a glass of wine, perhaps. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> both. <laughs> Maybe the wine and then the mindfulness. There you go. That's what will calm you down so that you can do the breathing exercises. Well, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Salt Lake Speak, sponsored by the Shops at Southtown. Visit the Shops at Southtown this holiday season and experience Christmas in the Wizarding World. This exciting addition to the center will be the highlight of the year for all those Harry Potter fans and their families. For more information, visit shopsatsouthtown.com. Be sure to find this and other podcast episodes at saltlakemagazine.com slash podcasts.